Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Then we get to Tyler. Oh, Tyler. My God. Like helping his like other hot friend run a nonprofit for children and food literacy. Like it's too much. I think we both have in our notes in caps. He's, he's so, so hot. hot. Like this is independent true. observation. Just a very unique observation. We are very discerning. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on The Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. So Claire is out this week, but I just have a lot of feelings I need to work through. Like... There was this moment last night when I was just sitting on my couch, eating my food while furiously taking notes. I looked up at the TV screen and at my Twitter feed, and something just clicked. And it was in that moment, everything around me was spinning. And I just thought, oh my gosh, this show is real, and I'm still watching it. Wow. Just the moment every little girl dreams of sounds like you really found God in that moment. Wow. We have so much to dig into today. And as you heard before, I'm joined by my stellar colleague, Lee Blickley. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. What an episode. What an episode. And this is just going to be a real fun recap. It's just the two of us and Nick. Sarah's out. Claire's out. It's just pandemonium in the studio. Uh, With the three of us. With the three of us. We're going freaking wild. I just got back from New Orleans. Hannah's in Amsterdam. Like, there's just a lot going on. There's a lot. And you know what? At least they're not in uh, Latvia anymore, even though it was beautiful. I'm excited that they took uh, us to someplace that we know, Amsterdam. Oh, my gosh, guys. This is such a dumb aside, but my mother texted me uh, after listening to the Riga podcast, and apparently I have ancestry from Riga. What? Yes. So now we have to go. I thought it was, like, all Polish-Russian, but I guess, like, Jewish-Latvians, too. So, yeah, you know, the Mm -hmm. motherland. Of course. But, you know, Riga was so different. Like, we all know Amsterdam, and we knew she was going to go on bike rides and all of this. At least Riga was exciting in that way where we didn't know what was coming. But you know what Riga didn't have that Amsterdam does have, Lee? What? Tulips. Yeah, that's Fields of tulips that Hannah can walk through 
pensively. Just for the, you know, 10-second intro clip. I mean, it was a good one. Very sweeping. Hannah is ready to move past the drama. There's seven awesome men left. Not sure that's the word I would use. Uh, and, and they're heading into hometowns. It's a, bu- it's, it's a big week. It's a big week. And you know what? At, at this point, we haven't really seen Hannah open up even though she's asking all these guys to open well, up. Well, she talks about opening up quite a lot. But she hasn't told us anything. This so. episode, we actually learned a little bit more about her, about some of these men. Mm-hmm. I And it, it was enjoyable. It was good. The men really just arrive in a pack in Amsterdam. They're very into walking around the city. Connor starts talking, which is how we know immediately he's going home this episode. Mm-hmm. Because we've seen very <laughs> little of him. He speaks? He's strong and silent. <laughs> well, and he- very tall, very tall. He's Him and six, Tyler six. are like the tallest dudes. But like that's very tall. Six six is very tall. Yeah. Um, I heard somebody 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 who was on a Bachelor a Bachelorette said that we don't realize how tall these guys are, <laughs> and how um, when you're one of the when the when you're one of the guys that's on the show, you feel very like less than because all the other guys are big and bulky and tall and handsome. Um, I can't imagine. But yeah, I didn't realize much about Connor until this episode. Sadly, (laughs) it's his last episode. So Jed gets the first date. Uh, and, you know, one of our we get one of the best lines of the episode where Jed is just like walking off with Hannah, getting right to the date. And one of the guys, I wasn't quite sure who was like, I hope he didn't bring his guitar with him. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, maybe he does have it. Just he gave it to the producers and he's going to be like, pull that baby out. Oh, my God. This date was hard to watch because it was very sweet and they seem very into each other. But it's impossible not to just look at it through the lens of like, Jed had a girlfriend yeah. back home and also apparently like was allegedly maybe sleeping with another woman during that relationship. Like, there's just a lot of less than flattering stories out there. It's unfortunate because Jed was definitely a front runner and one of those guys that we enjoyed watching. Um, And he is maybe the front runner, I'd say, after this episode. But now when you watch it, you just can't separate what you know. Right. And then you're also like, you feel bad for Hannah because we know that she doesn't know what is going on behind the scenes. And I want to be clear that I don't necessarily think that him coming on, you know, with this person back home or uh, coming on for music, that's not necessarily mutually exclusive with his ability to have developed real feelings for Hannah. Yeah. But it's just a fundamental dishonesty that feels really gross when you get this far into it. Like, I think when we see one of the dudes who leaves earlier on having that, it's just, which is maybe what he intended. Um, it feels, like, less icky, as at this point I think we can assume that, like, a lot of people come on not assuming they're going to find love. Yeah, they come on for the experience and to maybe get Get some Instagram of, followers. Exactly. And I do, I have to say, I don't think Jed's, like, playing her. I think he's falling for her. I think it just sucks that he's falling for her and he also has somebody at home who he told he'd be who, back. And then like, he this isn't going to work right. out. Right. No. The the real lesson is like if you're going on a dating show, maybe end the relationship yeah. you're in before. Like mm-hmm. make that clear and also be honest with the new partner. Yeah. It's just, it's just not a good It's situation. not a good look. Uh but they are they walk across the canal, they eat some chocolate, lots and lots, lots of, chocolate. of chocolate. They get in a boat and they make out. Um, and and Hannah really wants to feel secure in her feelings with Jed. They see a puppet show in the square. 
They do some silly dances. I think this is the heel clicking moment. Yes, that, which was, which was a big moment. Yeah, uh, we didn't know at the, you know, on first watch, but yeah, very it, significant. It is now, um, and they they both could heel click. It, it took Hannah like twice or three times, but she got it down. Very I was limber flat on my face, so <laughs> at least they have that going for them. Um, and then of course they sit down, uh, you know, for a drink, and they meet this couple. Not at all, you know, not at all. Uh, pre-scouted. Nope, not at all. They just turned, oh, what are you guys doing with all these cameras around? Are you on a date? Can we talk about how Jed thinks that he's English? I was just going to bring that up. So where are you from? We're English. Yeah. And she's like, American? We're American? Do you know what English means? That means you're from England. It doesn't mean you speak English. There are many countries where English is spoken. I am English, like he's just—he's not even thinking in that. Way. And then, of course, they're like, "How long have you guys been together?" And they're like, "We've been married for fifty-four years." And Anna goes, "Congratulations!" <laughs> and they're like, "But don't worry, we only spent ten days together before getting engaged." It was written in the stars. Yeah, you know, producers scouted that couple out. Like, how oh, long? Yeah, I mean, were well you dating done. Got married. Perfect. This is perfect for the situation we're in. Jed talks a lot about how. He has, you know, growing feelings for Hannah. They're very effortless. And Hannah sort of gives this rambling speech. She goes, I kind of feel the same way. It's hard for me to, like, I want you to know I'm really just, like, protective of my heart and the person that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. It's just a lot harder than I thought. My feelings are growing so much with you. And then I go to another conversation and I have to be all in. And I thought this was really, really, really telling. The fact that she is basically saying to him, I'm finding it hard to stop thinking about our relationship when I'm with the other guys. Mm -hmm. And this is not something she said to anyone else. It's also a little bit breaking that fourth wall of of bachelor, bachelorette land where, you know, we know that they're having to sort of compartmentalize and maybe even fake it a bit once you get to this point with some of the people um, so as to not, like, ruin the show. Uh, And it's rare that they kind of admit that. And so I think we saw... We saw that with Judd. Yeah, we definitely saw a shift, too, in Hannah. Like, I feel like she's just been having a lot of fun, as she should be. And this week was when she started to realize, like, oh, crap. Like, I have to make a decision soon. I'm going to these guys' hometowns. Um, and she's really honest with Jed um, at, during their dinner portion of their date, where she pretty much tells him, like, I'm falling for you. Like, this is – it's kind of like – I see him as her front runner, which again is unfortunate just because of what we know. Right, but, but at I least agree. she's getting to that point of like showing us a little bit about who she is most into at this moment. Because I feel like I can't read Hannah. I don't really yeah. know much about her. So, I mean, in between this, we learn that Tyler's getting the next date card and we start to see Connor sort of, you know, the beginning of the end of Connor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's get into that night portion of Judd's date. Because as you said, it it felt really significant. Um, Hannah is wearing the greatest outfit in this. It's, I know I've been like a maybe overly enthusiastic proponent of Lady Power suits, but like this was a good one. Yeah. Um, all of her clothes are just to die for. And I know that if I ever tried to wear any of these like low cut mini dresses or these power suits, I would not look anywhere no, near No, Lee, you those. could pull off the power suit for but sure. But my gosh, that red suit was just... I want that red suit. She looks so I good. would wear the hell out of that red suit. Um, <laughs> and it set the vibe for the whole night. Like, she just looked like a boss and she was ready to, like, get down to business, like, with Jed. And um, I don't know, they had... 
it just su- it just really sucks because I I do like what I see with the two of them. I just can't separate what's going on. So I just right. like, kind I, of not. I it's sad that I didn't pay as much attention because I know like she can't end up with this guy, right? Maybe. I mean, maybe. The thing is, this news didn't come out until later. Who knows? Who knows? Like, mm-hmm. there's there's actually so many questions, which I it makes me feel very bad for her, but it's also it does add to the kind of intrigue of the season. Um, you know, when the real world kind of infiltrates this like very controlled environment mm-hmm. of The Bachelorette. So it's kind of colored all of the conversations they had. Um, he he kind of says, I see that all of these other relationships and dealing with all the drama and being in the position you're in is kind of stacking up on you. And I, I want to take some of that load off of you. Mm-hmm. And he says, if I have to hear about things I don't like, I will. Sometimes in relationships, you have to hear things that don't make you feel good. And that in a vacuum is a really wonderful thing to say. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Again. it felt really weird knowing that on her end, if she is in a relationship with him, she's hearing currently a lot of things that probably don't make her feel very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, Hannah, that that leads Hannah to just open up. And she just... She, Before Jed does. Yes. She revisits that heel click that we watched earlier in their date. And she just said, you know, when she was looking at him doing that and he turned to her and he smiled and they were laughing and she just saw his face and she realized like, oh my gosh, like this is real. Jed, like I'm falling in love with you. And I was like, what? Like she just... Unprompted. Yep. Just opened up before he even got to say She didn't say that to anyone else, did she? No. And he didn't even tell her yet, right? Well, he's told her before that he was, like, falling for her. I think last week when they were in bed and he was singing yet another song to her. Oh, shocker. Um, But, yeah, it was surprising that she kind of just let him know how she felt before letting him kind of. It just makes me think that she likes Jed better than all the rest of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, I I wasn't sure um, because I see some things between her and Tyler and her and Peter that feel really positive but this date like she's into Jed yep and then of course he says my heart just fell through the earth <laughs> what does that mean like what it's like some Jules Verne journey to the center <laughs> yeah. of the earth shit. are we in a romantic novel <laughs> like we might be a badly written one yeah he's gonna use that line for his next song uh, but yeah uh, you know they have chemistry they are definitely in it with each other and he gets a rose. Yep. Yep. And we'll have to see how to help him plays sleep. out. He's going to Nashville. He's taking her home to Tennessee. And maybe we'll meet his girlfriend. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I just I just like that for Jed, um, a rose is his Ambien. Yep. Yep. He'll uh, be able to sleep for the next three days now. He's, he's relaxed. He's ready to go. Then we get to Tyler. Oh, Tyler. My God. It's I, so I bad. Can't. Like, why? I just... I. The thirst is ridiculous. The thirst is so real. And it was a slow burn for me with Tyler. I think I made a lot of judgments about him. I'm like, you can't be hot and good. It's just like not a thing. But his opening package, like just when he was dancing. I know. The the dancing was very charming, but I was just like suspicious. I was in. And now it's like everything I learned about him, I like him more. And now he's based in New York, which is just a real, you know, really rising. He's right here. In my book. He's right here. Like helping his like other hot friend run a nonprofit for 
children and food literacy. Like, it's too much. I think we both have in our notes, like, he, in caps, he's, he's so, so hot. hot. Like, this is Independent just... observation, just a very unique observation. We are every very discerning. That, it's hard, like, in past seasons, I've talked to my girlfriends, like, we all have guys that were like, yeah, yeah, but we all have our favorite. But this season, I think everybody's favorite is Tyler I, I feel like this was similar to the the thirst for Peter on Rachel's season mm-hmm. where you were just like what it's so, you're so right someone this good looking yep. doesn't really exist and then the more we learn about Tyler we're like he's smart mm-hmm. he's a philanthropist he's he also- believes in equality like these are like what yep he stands up for her like I, I just love everything about him and he's so his nervousness around horses was adorable. They they go <laughs> horseback riding on their date. It definitely wasn't uh, a super romantic day date. It was much no. more like doop de doop. The horses kept going in the wrong directions. They kept trying. You know, they they were snack blocking. I was like, them. I don't think they know. The English. horses were snap block <laughs> snack blocking. They're going like go horse Hannah go. And Tyler. And I'm like, I don't think they know what you're saying. Like, or as Jed would say, speak. American. <laughs> uh, the four horses were not behaving at all. They didn't get their stroop waffle. It was very sad. No, and he was so nervous on that horse. I, I know. Thought. I want to know, like, what terrible experience did Tyler have yeah. on a horse? Even, like, so, lifting her this, up. This, like, very large man is very frightened. But it was so charming. It was adorable. And then, of course, they're just riding down. Well, not really riding. The horses are going any which way. They scoop up so many. They get, like, ice cream cones and... Uh, then they go to the, stand. the pickled herring stand, and <laughs> Tyler in his you know ITM is like, "This is one of my worst nightmares." And of course, Hannah, we've seen, you know, during the last season too, that she oh, yeah. is just game to eat anything. anything. And she like, so she just houses this pickled herring and is like, "Ah, eh, pretty it's, good, it's pretty good." And then of course he's sitting there like, "Oh shit, like I gotta eat this pickled herring." So now. then he takes a bite <laughs> and he, like, almost. Completely pukes. Yep. But he just ends up, he gags and spits it up. And I was like, this is really, it's really says something dark about me that I'm like, oh, wow, that was so charming. And he also still looks so attractive. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I'd still probably make out with you right after yeah. you just gagged up pickled fish. Like, what? And then they were it's like a problem. I have a problem. after all that. And I was just like, oh, this, this must not have been the most attractive kiss. But who gives a damn? Because it's Tyler freaking C. Like, I don't know what it is about him. Um, There's just... It's, he's just lovely. He's yeah, a lovely person. I want, we need to meet him. Yep, we do. I mean, he's local, so... But w- this is the point where we kind of get the indication that, like, they have a great time together. Tyler's very comforting to her, but she feels like she's not getting enough from him. Mm-hmm. Um, she needs some more, more emotion. She needs him to be more effusive. And she says... You know, if you're inviting me in, I'll accept it. But I need to feel like you're you really are. I want to really know we're in this thing. And she she's points to his head and his heart. She wants to know what's in there and in there. It was really sweet. And I do. I have to say, I do feel like her date with Jed, like helped her get here with Tyler, where she was just like, oh, like I should get these guys to open up and I should open up. This is this is getting real for me because I haven't really seen her actually like say anything she, specific. Exactly. And she's always like, tell me something like I need I want to know more about you. But she never follows through. But this week she was definitely like following through with these questions and getting these guys to right. like, say something that we can <laughs> take with us to be like, oh, Tyler C is this person or Jed is this person. They get or to even that. Hannah is this person. They get to that <laughs> night portion and Hannah's just like, we are here to talk about your trauma. What has scarred you? Please mm-hmm. let me know. 
uh, Tyler begins by being like, I was a little nervous of that horse. Yeah, I'm so. scared of horses, so that was the biggest trauma of the day, at least. Yeah. And then he he actually does kind of go into his childhood, and we mm-hmm. get a little bit more insight into the way he grew up. You know, he grew up um, fairly wealthy in a big, beautiful house on the water in Florida. And then when the market crashed, you know, during the 2008 financial crisis, his dad lost everything. Mm -hmm. And it put a strain on his parents' marriage, and they ended up splitting up. And he said, you know, the way he put it was his parents couldn't lean on each other, and they turned away from each other. Um, And it sounds like – and they moved into, like, you know, much – they had to downsize their lifestyle and put a big strain on the family. And, um, you know – that wasn't all that long ago, yeah, right? Like we're wasn't. talking in the last decade. So yeah. he mu- he must have been at least in his like. Well, he's twenty five, twenty six. So like he was a teenager, yeah, which teens. is yeah, like he he was fully he was of the age where he was fully cognizant of everything mm-hmm. that was going on, and also being a teenager and having to completely shift the way that you think about money, like those things can be um, really really difficult. It's yeah. really just like a trying time in anyone's life, and I also think. This is the first time we've seen someone on the show kind of mention the financial crisis. And I thought that was interesting because obviously so many Americans were affected by this, especially like in terms of having their – losing their homes. Um, And so I thought thought that was actually really, really interesting to hear about. It was super touching. And then it it really hit me when he said like his biggest fear is a failed marriage and it just like – I don't know, put it into perspective, I think, for Hannah, too, that he's like he's one of the guys that's taking this very seriously. Maybe we didn't think so in the beginning um, because I feel like a lot of us judged him, like you said, by the way he looked. And yeah, it's like, don't judge a book by its very hot cover. But he's one of these guys that's like he's in it. Like, I feel like he really likes Hannah. Um, That was a great moment for them. And then Hannah kind of gets into like her family dynamic and that her parents are still married, yes, but she sees things in their marriage that maybe she doesn't want to emulate like in her own relationship communication I and stuff like that. loved this yeah. so much. I'm sure her parents didn't love it. No, and she <laughs> tweeted about it. She's like, ugh, awkward. <laughs> but I think this is the first time actually that we've heard someone on this show talk about their parents' marriage um, the, their parents' marriage that has lasted mm-hmm. in a way that isn't almost akin to hero worship. You yeah. know, we hear all the time people say, my parents have been together for 30 years and all I'm looking for is a love like they yeah, had. And it's like, like and it's like that is what's made me good. That is the thing my family has accomplished. That is why I know I want love. And I think relationships are different. Her parents might have a perfectly good marriage for them and it still might not be what Hannah wants. And I think mm-hmm. that's a pretty astute observation and something that probably a lot of us feel. Yeah. You know, maybe look at someone else's relationship or a familial relationship and say, like, I love them, but I want to do things differently. Well, that's how even my parents are going on almost 40 years of marriage. And there are things that are, like, amazing about their marriage and things that I try to do differently in my own relationship. But it's like there's no relationship is perfect. So right, I did like how she was like they're married and they've been married, but they are still their, work. Yeah, it's always work. Exactly. You know, and I think that often this show treats marriage as this end game rather than the beginning of something. Mm-hmm. And this sort of um, exposed that a little bit. And I, I thought that was one of her 
best moments of the season, honestly, because we got to actually understand something about her that felt specific. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why she told that couple uh, in Amsterdam, congratulations yeah. on making it 54 years, because it is. It's work, and you have to work at it. Uh, but I did love this whole conversation uh, between them and how they really talked about, like, marriage and relationships and not just, like, I don't know, bullshit that we've seen so far. Right. Um, of course, she wants to meet his family, so she gives him a rose. So they're heading to Jupiter, Florida next I week. I mean, and which he should be really fun. fallen hard for her. Mm-hmm. He could be the guy getting down on one knee. And they ride off under a blanket in a mm-hmm. horse-drawn carriage. So romantic. A lot of horses. A lot of horses on this day. <laughs> Poor Tyler. Like, I'm terrified of horses when he put me under that blanket. Yeah. And the producers oh, are yeah. like, we gotta put him with tons of horses this season. Just get all the horses. Yeah, he's like, I have no problem with heights, but horses. Mm-hmm. So back at the hotel, a date card arrives. Again, Connor's like, This is my moment. Mm-hmm. She was is- sick last time. <laughs> I gotta get a one-on-one. Like <laughs> And she's like, actually, Mike. Yeah. Which we oh, love Mike. Mike, so I was happy to see Mike get a one-on-one. Me too, but I also was like, oh no, whoever yeah. gets this last one-on-one, they just gave out two roses. Mm-hmm. This is always the time yep. where the person or a person on a one-on-one gets sent home. Mm-hmm. So I knew it was not, I mean, it wasn't going to be good news for Mike or Connor, but I still would rather see Mike on my screen than, you know, Connor, Connor. for a whole one-on-one. Yeah. Mike is really happy. Connor is not. Connor is <laughs> Connor not is happy. And then Tyler comes home and is like filling them in on his date and how, you know, great it went. He's like, where's Connor? And Garrett is kind of says, you know, haven't seen him in a while. He was really upset. And then we see Connor showing up at Hannah's hotel room. And mm-hmm. she's like, hey, bud. And why, she's clearly why, like, why are you here? She's clearly had a, a fun date with Tyler. Like you could kind of see that she's, she's got like the Tyler tired. glow. Yeah, she's got the glow. She's like journaling about her date with Tyler and Connor. Just like, hey, like I'm here because you know I I really wanted more time. Like I I, I wanted that one on one. And at first she's like kissing him and like they seem flirtatious. She likes him. She doesn't. But I also think she knows. Yeah. this dude's going home this yeah. week. So she was just like, you know what? Let's get it over with. <laughs> Well, there's a moment where she she kind of says to him, I, I've loved our one-on-one time, but you've totally faded in the group mm-hmm. dates. You know, he, he does seem pretty reserved and shy, and he acknowledges that. He says, yeah, that's why I wanted a one-on-one. Yeah, he's like, I don't always stick out in a crowd, which really like, Also because he's so bit. tall. I know. So he literally sticks out in a crowd. But not. But not metaphorically, <laughs> not energetically. And he's just like, we just need time. Like, I just feel like we need time and we can make this work. And you just see Hannah's face just, it drops a little. It's, it, she, you could tell right there. She's like, oh, yeah, Connor, he I'm says, sorry. you know, the, the day that they had the one on one, he knew he was feeling feelings of falling in love. And she's just like, disgusted. <laughs> this was sort of uh, reminded me of Nick's season where every time a woman that he wasn't that into said, I love mm-hmm. you, you could just be like, you could tell yeah. in his face that he was like, well, that's the test. Absolutely not. You got to go now. Yep. Uh, and I have no feelings. Uh, we're moving on. Right. And Connor just keeps going. And this reminded me of when Elise went to go um, talk to Colton. And, and, you know, it's like Connor seemed to know maybe I'll go home by doing this, but maybe hopefully she'll actually respond really well and mm-hmm. want me to stay and it, the Elise thing was a similar vibe but it didn't work out for either of them yeah 
And then, uh, of course, while we're seeing this go on between Hannah and Connor, we're like back at the hotel room where Luke P is just like, they don't have a future. Like, let's get rid of him. That all excites me. Like, let's get rid of all these dudes. Like, this is this is I'm, my wife. This is just in the way. Like, right. And oh. you're like, on the one hand, he's not wrong. But mm-hmm. the way he puts it feels so cavalier mm-hmm. and dickish to say you're really excited by someone else's heartbreak just yeah. feels very callous. Yeah. Whether or not you might be able to acknowledge that that, yeah, ups your odds. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just a really callous way of talking about human beings. Yeah, and this is just when the Luke P. show starts up again. Like, And these guys just have reached their fucking breaking point I think we him. all have, but I cannot imagine being those guys. Having to live with him for, for this many weeks. weeks. Like, and, and they ev- can't leave. No. They can't escape. They physically cannot leave the hotel. <laughs> they can't watch television. Nope. They can't, like... They can only just, like, read the Bible, mm-hmm. even which Peter. Luke would be the one doing, obviously, <laughs> not to knock the Bible. It's like even somebody like Peter, who's been really calm and collected about he's this lo- whole— right. he's, he's, he's losing, he's his, losing shit. his shit. Like, everybody is just done with Luke P, and he just keeps going. Um, and then, of course, we're back at Hannah, and she's just like, you know— She's not confident in where their relationship is, and she just doesn't think it's going to get any further, even if they had a little bit of time. So she sends him home, and that's our, you know, our first guy to leave this week. Yeah, and he takes it in stride. He's like, you know, I didn't want this to be goodbye, and it sucks. And Hannah says, I'm I'm sorry. Connor feels heartbroken, and he leaves, I assume, heading straight to Mexico. Yeah, I think so. He might be fun. It might be nice to get to know Connor a little bit more. He's also totally the type of guy. Like, he's just so cute mm-hmm. that he you know like a in a group where there's more than one woman, he he would do well. Yeah. I can see him like Hannah G, like for some reason. Yeah, he, I could see him just being with someone that maybe is a little bit a little bit more low key. Mm-hmm. And I could see him kind of latching on to someone and just being like, Yep. and now we're now we're a thing. Mm-hmm. So I want good things for Connor. He seems he seems very sweet. Yep, he does. And he posted like the sweetest Instagram. Really, um, I miss that. Wow, about, I'm usually like, such a good Instagram stalker. Just about his experience and how happy he was to you know have gotten the chance to meet Hannah, and Aww. for all his family and friends for supporting him. It was just really sweet. <laughs> Um, he seems like a nice guy, but he's definitely he working does. that. He's also very young, so I'm not too yeah. worried about him. He's 24. He's definitely working it to be like, okay, now send me to paradise. Thank <laughs> I'm you. I'm sure. Yeah. And they're all, all, by the way, they're back from paradise. Like mm-hmm. paradise has, is done filming. Oh, so, so yeah. He definitely goes there. He definitely, he was yeah. like, ABC, I love you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he was in paradise. He's like, ABC, I could not be more grateful to you for all of the opportunities yeah. you have given me. Mm-hmm. We're going to take a quick break, but when we get back, Lee and I are going to have a lot more to say about Tyler C. and Luke P. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life, and I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even 
connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I, I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well balanced. I feel full after and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 and use code LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI 50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. 
you can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. So then we move on to the mic day. And Hannah says again, you know, after Jed, after Tyler, the bar has been set really high. Mm-hmm. And we know pretty quickly Mike is not going to clear that bar. No. Even though he's he's pretty confident. Mike uh, has the most beautiful smile. Can we just talk? Can we have a Mike smile appreciation he's, moment? He's just so great. And I love him. I, I don't know. I, I never saw it with them. But I no. just feel like Mike has been like. A great friend to the other guys. He's just stood her. out this season. Yeah, he's been he's so great to her and supportive. More mature. He's thirty-one. Yes. If you don't make this guy the bachelor, the first <sighs> black bachelor, then you are 
crazy. Uh, ABC. <laughs> I also, it just feels like Get it together. this show is so whitewashed. If they don't go for this guy, mm-hmm. will they ever no. pick a Black Bachelor? That's Maybe no. Feel. That's how I feel. And it's it's really depressing. And obviously they have some other people that also I think would do a good job. But it just feels like if you want to actually diversify this show, you have to just take the leap. Mm-hmm. And you have to be willing um, to to shake things up, which is absurd that this is even considered, you know, shaking things up. Yeah. But Mike is such just objectively a great option. And Hannah was the, you know, number six person. Mm-hmm. So we have precedent for this. Yeah, absolutely. He's incredibly smart. He's clearly ready for a really serious relationship, ready for marriage. Mm-hmm. It's something he actually wants. And Mike seemed to fill the role with Hannah this season that we saw someone like Matt filling in Rachel's mm-hmm. season where they probably, you know, honestly, probably Mike also knew in his heart of hearts, like, I'm not going to be the last guy here. Mm-hmm. But they connected really well on a friend level. Yeah. And there was a lot of sweetness and care for and each other. And just, like, trust between each other. Like, yeah. I feel, she always felt really comfortable with him, but in a friendly way. But it, it was probably just nice for her to have somebody like Mike who was there. Who was um, a, a bit of an escape, who didn't yeah. feel stressful, and who also was just clearly so smart and able to kind of put words to to what she's feeling and be just be that calming presence for her. Mm-hmm. Um, they they go biking, which was really sweet. They just she's like, like are, bike with Mike. It was the, so cute. It was so cute. <laughs> that all of these dates are just like various ways to go over and by the canals yeah. around the Hague. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right there, they're still they're in the Hague during this. Yes, I think. Yeah, I think they're, they're um, right they the stop by a gallery. Mike loves art. Hannah loves art. They talk to the artist. They attempt to draw each other. It's great. Like, <laughs> I feel like I was back in, like, my kindergarten class, like, <laughs> drawing portraits. And then uh, Mike just love his art. That's what he says. And and, and I mean, he, he ain't wrong. He you ain't know? wrong. <laughs> um, they get their portrait painted at one point, and they are draped <laughs> in very weird silk. Yeah, Mike's like, I should have worn my good underwear. And I was like, what? what? Also, like, why? He should have been shirtless. <laughs> yeah, it was all weird. And then Hannah also had, like, um, a tank top on. and I It just didn't quite, it wasn't quite I was quite like, if you're going to go toga, go yeah, full toga. Exactly. You know what I mean? If you're going to go bungee jumping naked, do it. <laughs> <laughs> Fully naked. Um, and... But yeah, that must have been awkward too because they're opposed and like sitting. They couldn't and really move. And, um, it looks like they talked though, and 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 Mike says to her, you know, today might be the first day with my wife, and Hannah just her face drops. That's when we see. Like, That's when we know. Yeah, and the music changes, and it's just like you know, you know, this is a mismatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and and she even says, Mike is everything that she's been asking for. He's honest. He's direct. Um, he's wonderful to be around. But now she has to figure out how she feels. Mm-hmm. And the truth is, at this point, if she has to fig- figure out how she feels, she doesn't feel, feel for him <laughs> yeah, uh, romantically. Yeah. So they're in you know, a museum surrounded by gorgeous paintings. Girl with a pearl earring. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, love that gorgeous. painting. Love that book. And, and like Hannah is just, she She's weeping. is weeping. Mike's not even there. He just he, no, he's just showing up, and she is clearly shaken, like, distraught, and she just goes into this whole spiel about how she's been walking around this museum and taking in all the art, and she's she's crying, and then she saw this one piece of art that was like 
um, with I think it was Catherine surrounded, Saint Catherine. yeah, Saint Catherine surrounded by men or something, and it's just related to her experience, and she's just going on and on, and Mike's and, face is just like right because he arrives and she's basically like, look, I'm having a a hard night. Mm-hmm. We need to sit down and talk. Uh, and then she yeah, she talks about this painting of St. Catherine with men behind St. Catherine fighting. And it just encompassed for Hannah what she feels like she's going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's really shaken. And Mike, of course, being the mensch that he is, <laughs> asks if he can just give her a hug. It's so sweet. It's so sweet. And he was, like, really excited about the date. And he shows up and he's just like, this is not going well. This is not going well for me. <laughs> Uh, and she kind of says, you know, you've been such a leader in the house. You, you, Your smile got me through the first rose ceremony. No. And we've talked so much about the three ladies in your life. And she just knows she's not that fourth lady. And yeah. she's just sobbing. sobbing. As we all would be if we were. Which I enjoyed because heart. it shows that these people actually care about each other. Mm-hmm. And I always think that it's very sweet and touching to see the lead have to send someone home that they know isn't going to be, you know, their boyfriend, their fiance, but that they have grown to really deeply care about. And those are the people, honestly, that you could like you could see Hannah having a friendship with Mike. Oh, yeah. After this. Mm -hmm. And if she ends up with like Tyler C or Peter, I feel like they're all tight. Oh, my God. They all all as long as she's not with Luke, these dudes are all like they seem to have such genuine affection like, for Tyler, each other. Tyler, Mike and Dustin have such a great little oh my God, I romance Dustin. going. Like it's so cute. Um so yeah, I feel like she'll she'll definitely hang with Mike outside the show. Yeah. And I think she's definitely pushing for ABC to make him the bachelor because she gave him a great I loved this. She says this is by far the hardest goodbye I've I've had to say because of how good a human Mike really is. Mm-hmm. And then she says Mike deserves to be loved fiercely just as much as I do. Yep. Listen up, ABC. Listen to your gal, <laughs> Hannah. She We've knows got what's some up. bachelor material here. She basically just gave you the new bachelor. Take it or leave it. Do not leave it. Yeah. Leave. Then, of course, back at the hotel, Luke P. is just stirring the pot again, being like, it would really make my day if someone came in right now and took Mike's suitcase. You guys are just in my way, like, just being completely real. Yeah. And then, <laughs> look, I love Tyler, but I did not. These men have clearly been pushed to the breaking point with Luke, yeah, and they're getting line, real petty. Yeah, this is a little, like, I did out not, of character. Yeah, he says, you know, usually, like, you have really, like, a villain, but we have, like, a 5'8 villain. Yeah. And I thought that was just a really low blow and, I don't know, just to kind of imply that, like, being Villains five, or, or that being 5'8 <laughs> would somehow make someone, like, less imposing, less yeah. masculine, yeah. Le- like, First of all, height does not necessarily determine whether someone is like a threat or a. It has no value, is exactly. what I'm saying. I think height he was has just no like, value. Oh, what can I point out about Luke P that we that have I can a, cut him down short, with? And we're all tall, like right. it was just, it was but just it was like, not a uh, good Tyler. Not a not a good look. Yeah, I kind of cringed a bit, but then I was like, Tyler C heart emojis on my. Oh, eyes. still heart emojis, <laughs> but like you know, we we got to call out our faves too. Yeah, we it do. wasn't a we great do. moment. Nobody's perfect. They're just bickering, and then, you know, a producer comes in, takes Mike's suitcase, and you just see all the other guys' faces drop. Yeah. And my, and Luke's like, woohoo, he's gone. Guess what? One less of us. Simple math. I was like, simple math. 
All right, Luke. And Garrett is just preparing to like go after Luke, <laughs> which you know is such a bad move. Garrett gets way too easily wrapped up oh, in yeah. this shit. But poor Garrett is, oh, I feel like they always are making Garrett be like, now you go on a date with Luke. And I forgot that Peter still wasn't on a date. And at first I was like, wait, is this a two-on-one with Luke and Garrett? But it basically just, is. Yeah. It's a three-on-one, which they've done before. Um, so... Right, we learn Garrett, Peter, and Luke are gonna go off. Garrett's like, I'm prepared for battle, and yeah. he's the good like, guys are gonna win. And you're like, the good. You're like, now that you've said that, you are certainly not going yeah. to win. <laughs> Luke is also. We already know that Luke is staying yeah. because we've seen this whole conversation between him and Hannah teased. It's very clear that it's happening during fantasy suites. Yeah, we got Luke for a few more weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I was watching it with my husband last night, and he's just like, Why would they spoil that? Like. Like Luke P still around, and I was telling him it's because us as viewers were also pissed that she's keeping this guy around when and he's also like it's gaslighting. Scary, her. Right? Yeah, it sends a really scary. bad message, and and I also think that they assume that it's going to be such an insane exchange mm-hmm. that people will want to watch it anyway. And it's true. I I am still oh I'm like very excited to see. Him I can't just wait get to demolished. see this conversation. Yeah, but it's like yeah, it's so different than what they've done. This franchise has done in the past. It's just like they keep trying to keep everything like. But they did it with the cheesy. fence jumping too. Yeah. Um. You know, I think that they're kind of like it's a brand. It's such a new world with spoiler culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, this has been building for a few years, but it's interesting to see the way that the show kind of the adapts shift. to it and and makes the gamble about what is worth kind of protecting and what what isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess with Luke, they decided like we don't. You know, it's more worth our while to let the audience know that like Hannah will extricate yeah. herself from this he because it's will getting be going home. It's getting very unnerving to watch because he's. He's manipulating her in this way that feels like, oh, I've I've seen that before. Yeah. Um, and it's he's, you know, I think I've said like he's like a caricature of a villain, and I I guess I still kind of feel that way, but I also think he's he's like a, a realistic um, type of threat. He's a sociopath, and he's scary. He's scary. He's a manipulator. Yeah. He's very manip- emotionally manipulative. Like when and you see their conversations, you just see how he plays her, and like he, she ends up. And just, he's not even smart, but no. he, he is very good at manipulation. You see her face change throughout these conversations, where she like ends up protecting him. Right. Um, it's so, yeah, it's a problem. Can we talk about how the, this was the one outfit that was not good? Yeah, I, and then I was just Why like, Why was Wait. she in this bright purple sweater? It wasn't really her color. And and she and was the very high heels that seemed unnecessary. Around on cobblestone. I'm just like, what? It reminded me of like the meatpacking district. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't. Yeah, it minus wasn't. the sweater, but like, <laughs> and Taylor Loft. Um, uh, yeah, it wasn't her. But, but I mean, this episode. You know, we'll forgive it. Good. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll forgive it. That white dress, mini dress that she wore, I think, with Tyler C. Oh my gosh, she knew what she was doing. So Luke, of course, steals her immediately. Uh, Garrett and Peter are, like, broing out, joking that maybe they should take the two roses and just run off. It's mm-hmm. like, not a bad idea. Yeah, actually, good. Yeah. Do it. Break all the rules. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, we have to remember Luke promises he will stay in his lane. None of these guys will be in his mouth. Like, he is, he's here for Hannah and his relationship with Hannah. This was so funny because he <laughs> says to Hannah, you know, I hate to talk about the other guys, and I like, and I won't like be naming names. I don't need to name names, but I just wish that you could see their character exposed. And then he immediately is like, "Well, Jed <laughs> told me to keep my head out of my ass." And can you believe last it? Night, it was Jed? Garrett like said, 
you know, was being nice to me and then stopping nice to me. And Tyler also was yeah. making jabs at me, which I expected. And then so, he <laughs> says, and this shocks the hell out of me for you. Like, I am worried that these guys. Because it's all, oh, right. He's worried about her. He's yeah. worried about her that how someone she likes. How can you date someone who yeah. tells someone who's being a fucking asshole to keep his head out of his yeah. ass? How can you date these, like, manipulative guys? Like, they're just horrible people. And I think what kind of gets Hannah is that Luke is like, it's a mob mentality. They only dislike me because I'm spending time with you. And he kind of tries to connect it to Hannah not always being the most liked in on her season. Mm-hmm. And so I think she kind of responds a little bit to Luke kind of being like, look, they're all ganging up on me. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just making assumptions about me because I, I am not like them. But again, a master... Of manipulation, which like, Pete, he knew which exactly Peter says. what he was doing in that moment. Like, remember Hannah when like Kaylin and the girls yeah. like ganged up on you and how you felt? That's me right now. And of course, she's gonna be like, "Oh, I can relate to that experience." So now I can relate. To and Luke. also, it's clear that they are kind of ganging up on him. I mean, sort of like deservedly, mm-hmm. <laughs> but they all like each other and they don't like him, and yeah. that's been the case for a long time. So I think she feel, feels some sympathy for him because of that. At one point, she says, I wonder if it's just all boys being boys, which, like, oh, God, yeah. ban the phrase. Um, These, they're God. men. They're not boys anymore. And like, also, that I, doesn't excuse yeah, poor behavior. It's such an excuse. And then Hannah and Garrett chat. And, of course, they chat about Luke because she says, this is what Luke said to me. And Garrett kind of says, I didn't say I was being fake nice, but I, I'm someone where if they talk to me, I'm just going to respond to them. Mm-hmm. Even if I don't like them, I'm not going to constantly say, I don't like, like you. you. Yeah. And, but then I wanted to clarify that, like, we weren't cool and I've been very frustrated with yeah. him. And Hannah kind of says, like, well, I don't want anyone to, you know, be fake, which I didn't think it was quite fair. Like, you can't always be aggressively telling someone that you're forced to be around. Like, mm-hmm. oh, by the way, I still don't like you. Yeah. Or, like, I'm going to respond really negatively to every single thing yeah. you say. This was an interesting conversation because then Garrett goes back to her being like, listen, like, this is the Luke P show. Like, I don't want to talk about Luke P every time I'm with you. Um, and then she's like, you know, she comes back at him a little bit like, well, I asked you. So, like, I want to talk about it. And right. then he's like, well, I'm sorry. I'm not like, I don't want to, like, make you upset. But I'm also trying to not constantly talk about this guy when I have one-on-one time with you. Right. Like, and, and unfortunately, Garrett is now defined by Luke. And exactly. he cannot escape it, which means he's going home. Yeah. It's just very obvious. Then we see Luke just eating some meat. Like, such a Chad move. He's he's the new Chad. New Chad. Cold cuts for at life. Like Baloney. It didn't look very appetizing either. You know that baloney was sitting out for A very long time. (laughs) Steaming And these dates are long. And Garrett's (laughs) like, I will not go home because of Luke P. Which is just such a line that you only would hear if he is certainly going home because of Luke P. (laughs) Of course, they start talking about lanes. Mm -hmm. Garrett thought Luke was going to stay at his. He didn't. It's the same shit all over again. And they're just like, you're fake. No, you're fake. No, that's good. Fine. That's good. That's good. It's (laughs) bullshit. You're bullshit. Like, oh, my God. He's like, you're fake smirking. No, it's a real smirk. Like, like, this is so... I need to, this to be you're done. A, yeah, you're a snake and a weasel. Like, the, what else can you disgust me? <laughs> yeah, you make me want to gag. Yeah, like, it's like, you make me want to gag. <laughs> and this is the part where it gets, flips the switch and gets really scary for me. Oh, yeah. Luke gets up and stands really menacingly over Garrett and screams at him, you know, you are not going to mess it up. 
between yeah. him and Hannah. And I thought that was, like, very disturbing. That was the moment where you're just like, okay, we can joke about Luke P and how we're sick of the drama. But, no, he is, like, this is – he's becoming dangerous. Like, it's it's not a safe environment for, like, anyone. And it makes me not and only worried for, like – he needs some therapy. Like, yeah. that is – you should not be able to be goaded into that level of fury. Like, when you see him act like that, you're like, oh, my gosh, if he ends up being in a relationship with Hannah, like – Or with this, anyone. Yeah, this shit is going to happen. Like, he is He needs to unstable. deal with his anger. Yeah. He needs to deal with his anger, and he doesn't know how to – you know, which ha- like happens with a lot of men because they are not taught to process their emotions properly. And so Luke is either, you know, monotone and equivocating mm-hmm. or he's just furious. And then he just takes the baloney and like tosses it in Garrett's lap and he's like, you're baloney. Like, oh my God. And then you're just like, what did I just watch? Like my emotions just went from like, oh my God, he's so scary to, oh my God, he just threw baloney in Garrett's lap. Like why... What's happening? What is happening? <laughs> and then Peter, I think, you know, handles this all the way that Garrett should have. He walked Peter away. is pissed. Yeah. You know, Luke goes up to him and says, I just want you to know that I did talk about people. And Peter just walks away. Yeah. And he's like, Peter's outside. He's like, like he's it doesn't like, end. Yeah. I want this to be done. I'm so sick of Luke. And he expresses that to the camera. And then he goes to Hannah and and is like, this is about us. Mm-hmm. I'm here to comfort you. Family's everything to me. Like, I want to introduce you to his family, which is what she wanted. She wanted someone to say, you're important to me. I want you to meet my family. Mm-hmm. Like, this is all about you. And I, lo- I love them together. They just have, like, insane chemistry. Insane chemistry. But Peter, it reminds me so much of our boy Ben Higgins. And, like, yeah. he's just so sweet and, like— he was really starting to bore me, and we saw a little bit more of his personality um, this episode. I, I I liked him a little more. Yeah, because he is. Yeah, he 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 can be one note sometimes. Yeah, um, and his awkward like makeout sessions. But this week he was just they like, are like she's they my have the girl. best fi- physical chemistry. Oh yeah, um, but I love when he's like, yeah, she's my girl. You're not gonna like mess up this day for us, like uh, to Luke, and he's just. He was very honest with her in that in that one-on-one time. And you just knew Peter was going to get the rose. Like, it was very obvious. And he says, there's so many things I admire about you. You know, he says, I'm smitten. He loves how goofy and strong how is, how raw and sexy and mm-hmm. honest. And he's never met someone like her. He's loving this, and he doesn't want it to end. And this just wins her over. Mm-hmm. I mean, she is... She feels like he's a break from the drama. He's calming. She can see a future with him. And so she gives him that rose. And Peter is like, fuck yeah, woo. The best reaction ever to getting a rose. And you know what else I noticed this whole episode was like these little forehead kisses that kept happening between like Tyler C. gave one to Hannah and then Hannah gave one to Peter. And it was like... It was just such a sweet moment where she, like, gives Peter a forehead kiss, gives him the rose. He runs off. He's so excited, like a little schoolboy. I don't know. He's just – he's ridiculous. I, I like him a lot. And yeah. I think, like, next to Mike, he would definitely be in the running to be I agree. I think he's another yeah. um, front runner for Bachelor. And he he's clearly excited to have the rose, but I think equally excited to be able to exit uh, this date. And which leaves us with Garrett and Luke – this was another not great dig at Luke. He, Garrett's like, so are you just licking your lips because you're attracted to me? Yeah. And it's just like, they've reached, again, yeah. if that was the kind of thing that was like a joke between friends, it wouldn't have come off as homophobic. But he's clearly trying to insult him by implying that 
oh, you're a man who might just be attracted to another man. Yeah. And I I just I really didn't love that. Yeah, these guys are going low. Yeah. Like, there, there's so many things to criticize about Luke. Mm-hmm. Uh, his, you know, affection or lack thereof for other men is, you know, romantically is not one of them. Neither is his height. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's let's yeah. find yeah let's let's find just some find something insults. else. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when we you know we move on to the night portion. Garrett comes out strong with a grammar fail. It's a huge night for Hannah and I's relationship. Oh, Garrett, no, Ugh. I hate when they do this. <laughs> Alert the copy desk. Yeah. <laughs> um, you need another. Yeah, and then Luke is like, Garrett, you look nice. Like it, it feels Luke, so menacing. Tra- yeah, just yeah, this is we got. We know this also, is you guys Luke, are not friends. <laughs> Luke is wearing his signature suit again. Does he only have one suit? With the big, huge, like shoulder pants, and it's just very distinct. Like, did, buddy, did you not just bring like a black or a blue or yeah. a gray suit with you? Yeah. Did you get that dry clean before you wore it again? Like, I mean, are maybe all the rest of them are just sharing at this point, and none of them will share with Luke. I don't know what's going on, but. He's just the suit is the same one over and over and yeah, over again, and it's bad. Square, it's very it's, bad. It's not great. Uh, then Hannah is wearing a little black dress that Oof. is just whoo. She looks That's good. great. She looks yeah. great. She looks so great. So we first get one on one time between Luke and Hannah, and this is where we see kind of where Hannah and Luke actually do connect. Mm-hmm. Um, and he talks about how sports was this huge part of his life. And during his freshman year, I assume of college, yeah, he was exploring and experimenting with drinking and partying and chasing sex and those, quote, selfish, fleshly desires and nothing satisfied him. Uh, and then he got in the shower. This is where we hear he found God in the shower. And uh, Jesus, God, I'm not sure. Uh, and he felt this heavy weight on him and he cried and felt a voice telling him to let go and he just could see heaven. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, he knows he's not been perfect overnight, but he's been doing everything he can since then to, like, be the man that his future wife wants. Um, and this really resonates with Hannah. And, like, mm-hmm. as someone who is not Christian and also is not particularly religious, it was hard for me personally to connect to. And I think, like, this, um, like, evangelical... Uh, there's sort of a shared language of evangelical Christianity. Um, And I, I, it's just, I personally don't connect to it, but it was clear that Hannah really, really, really does. She, the whole season has been very open about. um, Very open in a way that we've had obviously very religious, you know, Baptist and evangelical um, bachelors and bachelorettes before, but usually they just talk about their faith very generally and use coded terms like faith. They don't, Mm -hmm. They don't speak too specifics. And this season has been much more yes. specific. So when you put somebody like Luke in there, um, you know they're going to connect on that level of, of just, um, you know, shared religion, right. uh, shared passion for God and what it represents to them. And, and just growing up in that kind of environment where they're, it seems like their families are religious. I don't know. Yeah. It's, I was sort of of two minds of it. Like, on the one hand, I totally understand why religion and, and, you know, faith and level of kind of devotion would be a point of connection. Mm-hmm. And it points to a similar set of values. And I completely get why that would be something really important to someone looking for a partner. In the context of Luke specifically, it felt like manipulation almost, like almost playing on her faith and devotion. Yeah. 
in a manipulative way. Like he deployed this thing at this moment. It's kind of the sort of thing you might actually expect someone to talk about earlier because it does feel really foundational to him. You know, we saw this in his intro packet. Yeah, I think he must have, like, they must have they had must some conversation clearly about, talked about religion generally. Religion, but, like, the fact that he saved this big story, which we heard in the beginning, right. to tell her that... Um, it just felt a little It off. seemed like it was, like, his Hail Mary. Like right, his, like, I'm, exactly. Which, oh, my gosh, Hail Mary. <laughs> <We're> yeah. Just, <laughs> but, yeah, it was definitely, like, right, he's uh, like his well, last-ditch effort to be, like, keep me around. This is why you want me around. And also, look, look it follows, kind of like, if he, you know, has the same conception of religion and values as she does, then his perception of these other men must be correct. Yeah. You know, and so I think there was no way that, she was going to send him home after this because she was very touched by this story. She says, you know, I like hearing him share his testimony. Mm-hmm. They they bond over the Lord. And they make out. And kiss. Like, they haven't kissed in so long. And he's just, she's, he's like, can I kiss you? Like, Well, she's we like, do you want to kiss yeah. me? And he's like, yeah. And, and then, then he basically like, tells her that she's falling for him. It's just the two of, of them. And <laughs> they did not leave any room for Jesus nope. between them. Um, but, yeah. That I was just like, oh man, Garrett's screwed. <laughs> yep. And now we know we have two more weeks of Luke. Yeah. So Peter returns back at the hotel, and Tyler and Jed are elated. They are all just like, you know, chest bumping, like, high fiving, yeah, like, hugging. It was like hugging. The- it was very sweet. And Peter's like, oh yeah, Luke P's imploding. They're like, Garrett's definitely gonna come back. Ugh. And then <laughs> Garrett talks to Hannah, and he puts in a, a decent showing. They mm-hmm. don't talk about Luke. He says, you know, I can't wait for you to meet my family. Like, it, you know, I'm falling in love with you and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. And then he says, like, I love you. He's mm-hmm. the first one to fully say, not I'm falling, but mm-hmm. I love you. And she reacts like, okay to this. Like, it's not she like. she clearly likes Garrett. Yeah. It's, I feel like it's. It's not the level. Point where, like, I got to get rid of somebody. I like him, but like. But does he love the Lord enough? Yeah. <laughs> but this guy loves the Lord. So yeah. I got to keep him around. Yeah. Um, and Hannah's like, on the one hand, Garrett said, I love you. On the other hand, Luke loves Jesus. Yeah. So Jesus wins. Mm-hmm. And she's just going to go where her heart's heading her. So she sits down. She immediately tears up. She's like, you're both wonderful, but I have to give the rose to someone who not only opened up their heart, but showed inside their heart, which was a very graphic image for me. Yeah. Just, I just pictured some, like, real dark, like, yeah, open-heart like surgery. my time watching Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, like, exactly. Sandra Oh was just in there and Luke's In part. that chest cavity. And I'm like, <laughs> didn't play the way I think she perhaps intended it to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to, to me. Uh, and so she gives the rose to Luke. And Garrett gives her a very sweet kiss on the forehead, as you brought up before us. Many forehead kisses. Yeah. An episode of forehead very kisses. Sweet. They had a sweet goodbye, though. They he did. kissed her like, like on her two cheeks, her chin, her forehead. Like it was very sweet. All three of the men, especially Garrett and Mike, this week, you know, mm-hmm. who went home, they all went really classy. Yeah, you could tell. Like Hannah's been great to all of them. They've they've had fun. They're like, not angry at her. No. Often we see at this point. Some of the men getting really angry, aggro like, yeah. when they're sent home, and we didn't see any of that here, which I really like. I'm sure we'll see that when Luke. Gets oh, I'm sure we will. So then someone comes in and grabs Garrett's suitcase, and these dudes are so pissed. Which Garrett then says, "He says I'm so fucking pissed <laughs> off in the car," uh, and I think he sort of feels like if this, if she's not seeing it, like she just likes this guy, and she's going to end up with him. You know, mm-hmm. she says Luke's going to keep saying. 
He says, Luke's going to keep saying what Hannah wants to hear, and this is going to last for the rest of her life. Yeah, and I think all dark. the guys back at the hotel, too, start realizing, like, he's going to be around. Like, he's he's there's something going on here. Like, she's falling for his his crap. Right, and, and Judd even says, every time you think he's gone, mm-hmm. he's not. He's not. And then we get a season preview. Was there anything that, I mean, that really stood out to you? Obviously, we saw a little bit more of her Luke confrontation. Mm-hmm. Oh, we learned that she fucked twice in a windmill, yeah. which, like, get it, girl. But is this, like, on the show or in the past? Do you um, know what I mean? I'm like, wait. I saw someone tweet um, that there was, and there was, in fact, some sort of a windmill. Like, you know, have they stayed in, like, teepees and stuff yeah. before? Like, I feel like it might be some sort of novelty place. And um, I saw someone tweet screenshots from a promo. With a windmill? With a windmill. Here it is. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it up to show Lee. And Jed. Oh, it implies that yeah. it is Jed. And, the and they're windmill. staying in a windmill. Mm-hmm. Hotel or something like that. Um, so, and that, you know, honestly would track. Like, you know what? Yeah. Especially, <sighs> like, we, I have a feeling Jed will definitely be towards the end. No doubt. I think um, he, at this point, this episode made me feel like he was going to win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just seemed to feel more strongly for him than anyone else. Like, she has this really great emotional connection with Tyler. Oddly, kind of less of a physical thing. Yeah. And with Peter, a really intense physical, physical chemistry. Yeah. But I think with Judge, she it's kind like of has both. both. Mm-hmm. And I feel that way, too. Yeah, and I really didn't feel that until this episode. And this made me feel like he, you know, might put him over the edge. Mm-hmm. Which, if he... One, then there are some tough conversations going on right yeah, now. She has like Luke P and and Jed. I hope she brings Tyler, man. She's got to bring Tyler. We got to get somebody. Oh, God. That, but, Our girl Hannah deserves better. But uh, uh, but yeah, in the you, know, pro- we'll you, met, you asked what I noticed in the promo, and what did I notice? A shirtless Tyler just swimming <laughs> around Florida, and yeah. then I blacked out. Yeah, at least like yeah, that's all I need. <laughs> yeah, all right. We're gonna see. We're going to see his family. I'm very curious to see Luke P's family. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to be disturbed by it. Uh, And then Tyler's fam, we get to meet his dad. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get to see his childhood home that, you know, got that they had to give up um, after the crisis. So it seemed exciting. I'm sure Peter will take her on some sort of flight and like fly her around when they meet the Webbers. I think there's a lot to look forward to. You know, this season's really like ramping up as it starts to wind down and I'm into it. So thank you so much for joining me, Lee. This was a delight. Thanks for having me. And apologies to everyone out there for my Tyler obsession. No, never apologize. Never (laughs) apologize for enjoying Tyler's face and abs and everything else about him. Yep. And now it's time for Feminism Fails. And we actually had a shocking number of little ones this week. Um, Usually they kind of fall off by this point, but no, 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 no. They (laughs) were here to deliver for us. First... Hannah tells Tyler that he needs to, quote, man up and eat the pickled herring, which has literally made him uh, basically vomit. We're going to give that one a two. Uh, I think the phrase man up should generally be banned. Mm -hmm. Tyler's gender should have no bearing on whether he, you know, his stomach can handle a given food. It doesn't. He's not failing as a man if he doesn't want to eat something that repulses him. Yeah, who wants to eat pickled herring? Let's be I real. I mean, look, some people love pickled herring, but, like, we all have our things, Lee. Yep. For the second one, we have Tyler tells Luke, we have a villain. We have a five foot eight villain. 
we're going to give this a three because it implies that height somehow denotes manliness. Um, and that's just kind of what men don't have to be tall to, uh, I don't know, be a man. Man up. <laughs> oh, my God. Exactly. There's a lot of weird little digs um, around around masculinity this week. Another one is that Hannah wonders if all of this ganging up on, on Luke is just, quote, boys being boys. Along with man up, I would like to, f- like, completely demolish the phrase boys will be boys. Just no, no, no. We're going to give this one a 3.5. Gender is not an excuse for poor behavior. There is nothing inherent in a boy that would make him be mean or meaner than a girl. Like I just, or a non-binary person, like I just hate this language. I think it's really, really damaging. And we often see it deployed in, you know, much more serious, disturbing circumstances to justify a lot of really uh, dangerous behaviors mm-hmm. on the part of boys and men. So, no. Yep. Let's get rid of that one, too. Uh, next, Peter says he's so excited for Hannah to meet his family, the Webbers. And he says, I love the sound of Hannah Weber. Now, Peter, let me just tell you, do not assume <laughs> that Hannah's just going to take your name when you get married because boy, oh, boy, um, that's not that's not the case. Uh, she has a choice. She She's Maybe choice. she wants to be Hannah Brown. Right, and maybe maybe he should be Peter Brown. Yeah, maybe she wants to hyphen. Maybe she just doesn't want to take uh, a man's name ever. Right, like we're just saying this is a discussion. Don't assume it. That's a tired convention. Mm-hmm. Have a conversation with your partner. Yep. Peter Brown has a great ring to it. It really does. I love the sound of Peter Brown. And finally, Garrett asks Luke if he's just licking his lips because he's attracted to him. Going to also give this one a four. I really hate the homophobic undertones here. The suggestion that it would be a negative thing if Luke was attracted to Garrett mm-hmm. or if Garrett was attracted to Luke. Um and, and the use of any kind of implications of queerness as an insult is just really, really damaging. So yep. please stop. Man, we had a lot of fails this week. Yeah, really did. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks so much to Lee Blickley for filling in. And of course, to my producer this week, Nick Offenberg. Please subscribe to Here to Make Friends wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a moment of Hannah's season recaps. And of course, give us a five-star rating and review. It helps other people find our show. You can also give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Emma Lady Rose. And Lee, where are you at? I'm at Lee Blickley. We'll be back next week with another recap of The Bachelorette. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. 
because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.